1: You you were carrying your gear in the rain Down the alley of your dog After playing all day with your friends The first time that I heard you It was a vicious ooh la la I bought it at the one hand pantry I played it all night long Come on
0: Welcome to the Marinade with Jason Earl, a free-flowing conversation about the creative process with creative people. This is episode 41 and our guest is Kevin Kenny. Kevin is the lead singer and principal songwriter of the legendary band Driving and Crying. I have long dreamed of having Kevin on the show, but it was our conversation with former Driving and Crying guitarist Sadler Vaden, who's now with Jason Isbell in the 400 unit and also makes his own fine solo records, that really got me fired up to make this happen. You can hear that conversation on episode 20 of The Marinade with Jason Earle, and Kevin and I talk about it a little bit as well. This conversation was an adventure. Um, Driving and Crying was playing in Tallahassee, Florida, which is a good four plus hours from Marinade headquarters here in Orlando. To further complicate matters, I recently embarked on a bit of a social experiment I sold my car with no timetable for buying another. If I lived in Portland, this might not uh, be a problem. It might actually be seen as prudent and responsible. In Florida, people think I'm insane. We have virtually no trains in Florida. So my best option was to take a Greyhound bus for four and a half hours to sit down with Kevin Kenny. And y'all, he did not disappoint. This was such a joyous conversation. Every knot in my back and crick in my neck proved small prices to pay. For this opportunity the song you're hearing in this episode is ian mclagan off driving and crying's outstanding most recent record live the love beautiful kevin and i actually talk about that song in some detail and he goes deeper than i think maybe any guest has on process around that particular tune and some others everyone my incredible honor to present my conversation with kevin K.
1: You were carrying your gear in the rain Down the alley at Yard Dog After playing all day with my friends Some people, they do one thing Talk about it all of their lives But Ed McClellan keeps doing It's what keeps him alive Watch
2: tubular bells booty tubular bells bananas S-
0: sandwich peppers banana sandwich pepper sandwich pepper cheese marinade A- and
2: we're and we're off marinating <laughs> kevin this is such an honor i man. love your i love your handwriting thank you i love your little book Thanks. I didn't bring my glasses. I brought cool-looking glasses to hide from the audience. Oh, that's smart. And I brought my blood pressure pills, but I didn't. I don't. Maybe is that I a different thing? Glasses.
0: Is the hiding from the audience, is that a thing?
2: Like, are you self-conscious about it or something? See, no, I, I I do the grid. Oh, there you go. I love it. Yeah. Oh, sweet.
0: And then my partner... I to take shorthand. ...sketches, and then oh, I'll write short stories based on her sketches. Okay. Yeah. There's none here she yet.
2: Looks, she looks angry. Most of she her... She looks like... Like, she's been waiting in line, and, like, the guys ordered, like, she, she held the, this is what she looks like. She held the door for somebody uh-huh. at Starbucks, because uh-huh. she was a nice, polite person, and she let a man walk through the door for, she held the door for the man, Right. the man walked in, Right. and what did he do? Did he order a coffee? No. Did he order a simple espresso? No, he did not. He ordered a caramel macchiato, light half whip, note calf, s- s- third calf, uh-huh. uh, and then he and then on top of that, then he ordered the rainbow selection um, uh, caramel macchiato. <laughs> and she's going, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> really? I, I think because she's just wanting a coffee. Yeah, she wants a coffee. Yeah, and he didn't even think like." Well, would you? Are you, you have a simple order? And she goes, "No, I'm getting nine drinks and a sandwich," because outside of the two drinks he got, she's like, "Okay, whatever. It's coffee." And then he goes, "What? Yeah, they had a question. What sandwiches do you have today? And would you recommend?" And now, <laughs> now you're getting this look. Really? I think you just summed up. Do Sorry. you know who has good? Do you know who has good sandwiches? <laughs> And milkshakes that taste like coffee. Arby's. <laughs> it's called a Jamocha Shake and a Barbie Sandwich. And,
0: and you can get some curly fries. This is what she's looking at. And like, they don't have any curly
2: fries She's here. screaming. She's saying, Arby's. <laughs> so we'll have to take a picture of
0: that yeah, included we'll, in, in the, the podcast. We'll include it in the whole thing. That's some, you also like, um, summed up. Chris's art, my partner Chris's art. I think that's like her constant feeling is what you just described. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's anybody over 35,
1: I think, feels the same way.
0: Uh, like, for real? Yeah. That, have you felt like that recently?
2: Every day. Every day? Every day. Every day, somebody's doing something. Today, there was a car. I'm doing like 75. And I'm, I'm like, eight feet from a semi-truck. And for some reason, this guy had to just squeeze right through there. And I'm, like, and then stop. And, tr- and then there was 2 semis in front of him. So he risked his <laughs> life. He risked my life. He risked the trucker's life. And he got, like, 12 feet in front of me. I don't know so if I've ever talked about this. I had, this is the look I have. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever talked about this on the show before. But every day. But, every like, day. that
0: feeling. You know how people will, yeah. like, um... Like you're driving right, especially yeah. on a um, uh, not on an interstate because the it's usually seventy or whatever right? right for miles and miles and miles. But if you're on just a, a state highway right, and the speed limit's fifty-five, but then you hit a little town right. and it goes to forty-five right? right, and then thirty-five and then thirty-five and then quickly there's a school day. Just watch out exactly. So Twenty-five. Typically, and I'm not necessarily a rule follower, but I, but I don't want to get pulled over, so I typically follow that mm-hmm. rule right, and especially if there's a school involved. So I follow that rule. But the people who will just maintain their 60 miles an hour, mm-hmm. and then when we get on the other side, I catch them, and they're still going 60, but they should be going mm-hmm. 70. Mm-hmm. That
2: shit drives me insane. Yeah. yeah. I shouldn't. I usually pull over. I pull over and let people pass me all the time. Oh, really? I go, go ahead. Go ahead, Mario. <laughs> and then you throw a banana. And I throw a banana at them. <laughs> <clears throat> My wife reminded me today that I've been buying bananas and never eating them. And I thought, that's interesting. I don't think I've had a banana in five months, but I definitely <laughs> buy them all the time. I think about that a lot. Because I'm thinking, I want a banana, and I know they're de- they're delicious. Yeah. And they're good for you. But she's like, you know, I threw out your bananas again today. <laughs> oh, no, she keeps freezing them so we can make some sort of pudding. rum. So, <laughs> so we can make a rum drink later. Eventually I'm like, you're we gonna never, make banana we've pudding. We've never had a rum drink with a banana in it, ever. <laughs> and I don't want to eat a frozen banana. I'm not the frozen banana guy. I despise wasting food, though. I know. You know? Well, uh, she but i But she does it. We just wait until it's obvious. Like, obviously you have to throw this away. <laughs> I hate wasting food, too, but yeah. I also don't want, like, 12, 15 small items in my refrigerator. Yeah. You know? No, 100%. Yeah. Kind of like, it's time to move. Yeah, I'm trying to get better about it. You know? Yeah. Here's here's what's difficult, is uh, returning things to me also, Mm. like returning an item that costs $10. I have to think, like, in Atlanta, I have Mm. have to think, like, if you called me up and said, Kevin, I'll give you $10 to take this pen back to the C V S and it's on orchard Hills and and I'll give you ten dollars if you do that, I go I don't I don't think I can do that for you for ten dollars. What about twenty dollars? You know, uh uh twenty dollars is gonna be have to be on my way somewhere else. But Atlanta you gotta it takes you it's half an hour to go yeah. anywhere and then you have the park. It's hot out. Well, so, at $20, yeah. I'm going I'm to go for it. Yeah. I'll go for it. But $10, I'm not – like, if I get a a bad bag of, uh of, of, of I don't know, plums. Yeah. A $4 bag of plums from Whole Foods. Yeah. I have to say to myself, I got to go to the return thing. Yep. There's a the whole it, How thing. much does it cost for me to have an interaction with another human being? Yeah. <laughs> I usually get paid for that. It's usually like a thousand dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, forty's not gonna cut it. I don't think, I don't think the seven dollar plums. <laughs> I mean, if I'm calling it to their attention that they are, I'm helping other customers out, then I can, I can foresee its usefulness, you know. But I would just rather throw it in the trash or in throw in the backyard let a raccoon have it
0: i understand that that because i'm i am
2: passing it on yeah by doing that
0: oh i'm not even gonna tell the story am i Uh, i'll tell it and then i'll cut it out if i have to okay i was doing yard work recently and i was taking out a bush we have these like boxwoods that are kind of like in weird places Mm -hmm. in our yard and so i took out this boxwood Mm -hmm. and it turns out oh my god, it breaks my heart to even tell the story
2: oh was there a a Nest frog in there it's a frog oh it was like
0: a frog that had i don't know what kind of frog lives under boxwoods but there are frogs that live under boxwoods and he was a little guy and he was adorable and oh. i didn't see him at all he was covered in dirt and i had i i clearly injured him as i was mm-hmm. at some point right and so poor guy like wasn't getting around and i didn't know what to do because i was like first of all i have a really hard time killing things yeah it's not a thing i do very well me neither <laughs> so i didn't want to kill him But at the same time, I was like, well, he's hurting, but we have all kinds of critters in our yard. You know, we're in that weird place. We live in Orlando, and there's this weird kind of um, spot where it's like, we're sort of in nature, but we're right next to downtown. It's kind of ideal. There's, like, lakes around us, but there's the freeway, right? Right. So I just left him there, figuring... A bird, or a snake, or something like circle of life was my. I was gonna
2: say that circle of life.
0: Right, so I think that's the right decision.
2: Did you do that? Yeah. That was the right thing to do. Thank you. That was the right thing. Chain the food. The food chain. The food chain. Yeah, I I mean, you can tell like I'm kind of
0: anxious even thinking about it. But I think so bad. uh,
2: But I think that what's important here is that you're never gonna let that happen again, are you? You're going to look. You're going to look i I'm going to look for tree frogs. You're going to look first. Yeah, or bush frogs. I hope so. Otherwise, this interview is over. <laughs> we haven't even really talked about
0: any of the 5,000 questions I wrote down. Oh, I thought we... <laughs> I
2: wasn't... <laughs> oh, I thought that it said the marinade. I thought we were talking about recipes. We are. We can talk about recipes. Okay. Yeah. Because I do... My band recently bought me a smoker, mm-hmm. so I've been... Um, smoking everything okay so uh like at the house I recently or do you trailer it no it's at my house the gear it's i'm picturing this really funny but it's actually my first real one that uh-huh. has a smoke box on it yeah yeah so i am just um uh, the other day i was at the uh farmer's market and there were already shucked oysters you know and I, I never buy those eat them raw because i like i guess if i don't know it w- seems weird yeah, I like the shell. Sure. And well, I know that people buy them to make stuffing, but I thought, ooh, I'm gonna smoke these. Yeah. Because they're s- and they were delicious. So, so if you guys got a smoker at home, smoke some oysters.
0: Smoked oysters does sound great. It was really, really good. I've only recently, so I quit eating meat a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But I've only recently kind of dipped my toe back into
2: shellfish. Okay. Well, right? see, this is see, I was reading your mind. I was so, reading. Yeah. You know, I didn't go right. I didn't say anything about. I appreciate it. Red we meat, pork butt. We weren't straight to pork. We're nope. straight to brisket. I don't, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a. You a brisket guy? I don't. I've never done a brisket. I used to do pork shoulders in New York. Where I lived yeah. in Brooklyn. Uh. And everybody would. Uh, uh, they would love to come to our house because we had real smoked, pork shoulder. It would take me like, 12 hours to do one. Yeah. And I would grill all winter long because I'm from Wisconsin originally. Right. So Milwaukee, right? And at one time I was grilling in the, like January. Yeah. And the woman in the, the on the fire escape above my – we had a little backyard. hmm And uh, she comes out and she goes – she leans over she goes, Ow, you're cooking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm grilling, but yes, i I'm not homeless. Technically, yeah. I'm not cooking. Yeah, yeah. She thought it was grill. like a
0: trash barrel fire. Is yeah, that what she was expecting?
2: Yeah. You know, it was. It was. It's like the round. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. So Weber style looking thing. No, or? it's the yeah.
2: uh, the one that looks like a barrel. So it uh, does uh-huh, look like uh-huh. a barrel. Sure, sure, sure. But cooking would say my stove doesn't work, and I'm cooking my family food outside because <laughs> I don't have a stove and I don't oh. know how to use one or like I'm baking a cake on the grill uh, yeah, I'm or cooking. something. <laughs> I'm not really cooking. I'm kind of just, uh, I'm grilling. So, there we go. (laughs) There's our marinade section of the, and I did marinate it in in uh, Jack Daniel's, uh, my pork shoulder. Does that, does that, does the
0: process of, especially with the smoker, right? You got a new tool, really, right? It's sort of like when you get a new. I have it back,
2: yeah. I haven't had one for a while.
0: It's like when you get a new guitar and you're like, there's that invigorating feeling of like, I just
2: want to play this. Yeah, I don't ever feel that way. You don't with guitars. a new guitar? Really? I I'm not a g I am not I do not I I've get to, I I play the guitar about as many at home as many times as I eat a banana.
1: <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> You're just
2: throwing them out. Your wife is throwing
0: out guitar. I your have them,
2: but I just never reuse <laughs> them.
0: So Sadler said he was on episode twenty of the show. Okay. It's a perfect segue. Okay. He said, quote we'll talk about music. Kevin has such a free way of writing. We can talk about whatever you want, sure. by the way. He said, Kevin has such a free way, way of way of writing. Um, he's in his he, – where, where he is in his mind, I think the narrator is just something out of this world. And then Aaron LeTagian said Uh-oh. something to the effect of in a different interview. Mm-hmm. I didn't interview him yet, but Aaron, if you're listening, please, I'd love to. Um, he, ba- he said that you are an intuitive artist, that you trust your intuition quite a bit. So like what I'm processing of your creative process is you're just sort of like the idea strikes and it then it goes.
2: I think so. Um I guess so. I mean then it what flows. I think, what I, think I mean. what I do is I um like I think <clears throat> if I can demonstrate something here. That'd be great. Let me demonstrate. This is this is three days ago. Okay. Okay. Wait, that's not my notepad. That's my notepad. This is oh that's TuneIn Radio. I'm listening to I'm listening to the uh, Woodstock live. Oh uh huh. Did you hear about that? Like uh-uh. you can like on at WXPN uh-huh. in uh, Philadelphia is doing everything exactly as set times were and Woodstock at the real time and they have they have all oh, the real dope. and they have all the real tapes. Oh cool. So it's really great because you can listen to the commentators talk about. Um, they're not doing it right now because they're they're in a rain delay. Uh. Wait. Oh, no, that's not it. So anyway, um, anyway, that's uh, I am digressing. Oh, here we go. So this is voice messages. This is so let's see what this one is. So this is us doing a sound check the other day. I'm testing on my pedal. Can you hear it?
0: Yeah.
2: I did hear it. There we go. And then, lowest. And then there's like the lowest setting we're doing about the fan. I'm saying, turn the fan on the lowest setting. And Dave's like, oh, that should be the name of the song. So this is gonna be the name of the song, the lowest setting. <laughs> And so now I have to think about what is the lowest setting. And so it's going to be, and then I'm thinking I want to do like more of a Peter Murphy kind of thing with it. Uh-huh. But it'll eventually I'll think I'm doing like Peter Murphy, but then it'll come off like me. Like it'll be like or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So that's one thing. And then let me go way back here and see if I can find something here that is on the record here. Let me see if awesome. I can find something that's on the record. I'm not sure. That would be amazing. Um. Nope, that's not it. That's something I'm working on. Mm. Uh, let me see here.
0: You got little notations there too. Is that like
2: where are you? This is another one I'm working on. Oh, I like that. Right. I like that. So this this machine here, kind of has it. So what I'm doing is I'm just Are I'm you just I'm not saying anything. So I'm just letting I'm I'm it's coming through me. Yeah. I'm just channeling. But see what I do is what most people don't do is I I stop and say I'm gonna record this and I'm gonna remember this. And so you I'll, just taking your
0: f- phone out of your pocket and hitting? I think phone?
2: record, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you know, like uh, I'm trying to find a I'm trying to find something. So that was a good one. I wish I would have saved that. I yeah, I, I like that a lot. That's a good one, right? Yeah. Um. Oh, here, this is cool.
0: Oh yeah, Ian McClagan. Yeah, here's Ian McLagan. Yeah. This is me sitting I on a picnic. Love that song. Bench.
2: This is me sitting on a picnic bench. At the Songwriter Festival. Where? Pensacola. Uh, oh yeah. So I'm just sitting there, and I come up with this riff. Are
0: you just making nonsense there? Yeah. At that point. It,
2: how does it get from that to the song? Because that song well, is one of my favorites on the trying record. I was to write a song. I was, well, then I kind of came up with something I wanted to do where I was like, I was at South by Southwest, then a couple of months later, I don't know what year, what it is. That's May 27th, 2017, okay? Okay. So probably, will uh, and then it's probably in Austin, and I was thinking about Ian McClagan. Yeah. The last time I saw him was actually, I never met him. So there he's walking up the alley, and then, so when I was just like, oh. And then I kind of like, oh, that was kind of like a faces. Yeah. So I kind of put it together. It just kind of came together. Wow. And I just told the story. So.
0: So did you remember that little riff? I've been there. remembering
2: this riff, yeah. It was just in your head. It was in my head, yeah. And then, like, there's a bridge. Like, here's the bridge. I'm trying to remember the. <laughs> da- So it's kind of, so, you know, it could be, it could have, yeah, it could be. So I took all this to Aaron's when we started the thing, and so that's kind of, that's well, that's part of the process, but I'm very, I think what they sing is very nice. Yeah, well, they're both um, obviously big fans of yours. uh, Yeah. um, Which is, I think, says a lot
0: also, because they both were in your band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like,
2: Yeah. And I do, you know, the set list and the whole whole show is just, it's about being open enough and p- trusting your improv skills, yeah, you know, and ninety percent of the time it works, and then ten percent of the time it's just a shit show, and you hit your bu- and you hit your, <laughs> you hit your echo pedal, and you just let it go and regroup. <laughs> <laughs> so usually when you see me noodling around on the echo pedal, it means I don't have an idea <laughs> about what's happening yet, but I'm uh, about to. That's good to know. Yeah, like uh, whatever. I'm just. Where, how do I do this? I have to close this out. Um. Uh. Yeah, so then, then I have these notes here. I, I'll have notes and I said okay and this one is like Embrace the shit show <laughs> <laughs> Madonna twenty twenty. Madonna versus Trump. I think this is the easiest this is it, head to head. Head to airhead. Head to airhead. Embrace the shit show. So I don't know where that would ever wind up. But uh, <laughs> but um but there may be a song in there. It was the early dawn of a, of a. It was the early dawn of the disposable evolution. In the mid '70s, I remember my father getting me getting so upset when things I had wouldn't last three weeks. Gone was the era of wooden tin toys replaced by plastic gears, plastic housing, cheaply made products bent on destruction. I remember trying to fix these with tape and glue, and when in fact the box should have said. If broken, throw away. (laughs) So, I don't know where that's going to wind up, but it might wind its way up into a political uh, hidden uh, hidden thing like, when broken, throw away or something like that. Yeah. So, I don't know if that answers your compliments, your wonderful compliments from my brothers, but it does it's pretty ideal it's a pretty ideal answer actually
0: i, I, don't, I think you a, knocked that answer out of the park it's, a it's little, not a competition but you're winning i guess what winning. i'm saying
2: is a little <laughs> more random than uh, you know uh it's a little more random and then you know i wake the dog a little bit like i once mm. it's done i'll be kind of like "Yeah, hey, what is that about and i'll be like what do you think it's about and they're like well i think it's about you know i was like Absolutely. That's exactly what it's about. To bandmates. Or just to myself. To yourself. Whatever. I'll try to. uh, Like, um, uh, what's the song that I'm doing now? Uh, Like, uh, um, Someday. Uh I'm not really quite sure what it's about. Someday things will all be okay. Someday it'll be true. I'm still. Working on the narrative of that one.
0: Well, it's interesting that you you gave a couple of examples of melody coming first, and then you just read something that was just words, right, right. or thoughts, right? right. Um,
2: does one predominate, or is it just sort of? Well, in the it depends on if, if folk songs usually has more of an idea about what's going to happen. Uh huh. For the driving to crying thing, it's really mostly just about melody. The rock thing i just kind of start with a melody and then like the fly me courageous record i kind of i kind of wrote that all in one night like from the tapes you know i was like getting closer there you're starting vocals tomorrow i was like i know like man it's you wait wait you are gonna love these
1: <laughs> and i think
2: <laughs> and i think i think i did the innocent i did build a fire i did for you and a lot of those were like uh, just saying you like it had melodies and it was really yeah. close and Fly McGregor, I think, was the last one, and that was like the one, like I got you. I'm like, it was like South you as you to wait in. So it's like, okay, I got you on the loose. I left you waiting. I left you broken. Just standing on the thief. out on the cliff.
1: Wow!
2: And that's one of your most beloved records. Absolutely no sense. But rule number one in songwriting, sometimes you want the words to mean something, and then sometimes you never want to get in the Uh, way of a good riff, I think, sometimes. Okay. How do you feel that out? Are you just kind of – is that still intuition? I have no – that's just, I don't know, laziness, intuition. It's a little bit of both, but that song is just (laughs) a terrible song. I love that song. It makes no sense. I know. I love it, too. I was listening to. But it I've never earlier. really, i never really played acoustic. Like I play, build a fire acoustic. You know, like what's new, what's going. I do. Yeah. I can break down the. I can break down lots of songs. Yeah. And do them totally different. with Smarter is one of you know one of my better ones. Um, I can do do ten different versions. Of, but fly me. It's well, like, what is it? When, like, once I break that down, I don't know what the heck. It's like, like, I got you on the loose. I left you grooving. Yeah. Really? So, <laughs> but it's
1: so great.
0: It resonates too. Guess, and, like, I don't know. It's like my buddy picked me up from the bus station today. And he, that was the song he was playing. He was like, man, I've been trying to, because he wasn't familiar with your work. Right. And so he's like, man, I've been listening to it. I really like this song. <laughs> right, right.
2: <laughs> well, I was reading Profiles of Courage uh, with John Kennedy. was part of the courageous part this captain's courageous uh you know i i i I borrow some things you know like build a fire is actually a is actually a jack london title for Uh, a book to build a fire to build a fire is actually a book about a guy that I, i think i remember this correctly but he's like uh yeah he's a struggling to keep himself warm in the winter and somehow he gets stranded and he builds a fire and the fire heats up the 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 the, the, the branches above him and uh. it, it melts the snow and keeps putting out his fire. And all this. So it's kind of just about like uh, chasing something and having it constantly be taken away and just rebuilding it and taking away and taking it away and building it and building it and taking it away and just keep doing it being diligent I guess right all uh, right, right are you mining
0: that are you mining books and uh films or whatever for ideas i did yeah not
2: anymore i don't think i got enough ideas now like build uh-huh. a, like free eight free you know that's that's definitely um you know uh something that irritates me that's something that you see a lot yeah in, uh in atlanta or all over america all in this over you see you know, you see these young black families here that live and have lived in this neighborhood since 1970s, you yep. know, and, and, and the, this the amphitheater slumlords came let along. people and then, uh, and then they built things and then, yep. they don't. there's no way to, to, um, compensate or, you know, uh, give them, give people a break that have lived in the neighborhood. it happens in Atlanta a lot, you know. Yeah. And uh like my friend Chris Griffin, our sound man. Mm-hmm. Perfect example. He's lived on this street for almost thirty years. Now uh, you know, he has a job so he can afford it, but he hasn't moved. Mm-hmm. He kept the same old house, still lives there. Pays the property taxes go up. But his garbage this week. His garbage was they got a bill from the city for a year's worth of garbage is nine hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's old women living on pensions. Yeah. And all of a sudden you get a bill for nine hundred dollars they haven't spent nine hundred dollars on anything From in the their government. life probably ever. Yeah. yeah. They've never bought themselves a nine hundred dollar dress or a nine hundred dollar piece of jewelry. Yeah. They're gonna give nine hundred dollars. And they're like, Well, if you don't like it, maybe I don't know, maybe you should leave. Yeah. <sighs>
0: Fuck, that you know language. what I mean?
2: Oh, that fucking language, yeah, man. Maybe you should just go. Fucking A. So there's that's, in San Francisco, there's, I mean, they get you in San Francisco, but in San Francisco, there's a bar there called, like, The Saloon, and it's right there in North Beach. And I'm like, how does this place stay open? I mean, it's like a, the crappy little bar. They got a couple 40-watt bulbs. It's like an old Hell's Angel bar or something. Yeah. They said, well, yeah, it's because there's, like, mega banks all around it and stuff. and the. My friend explained to me that in San Francisco you still pay basically percentage of what you paid for it like in the 50s when they built this place that was probably $20,000 for that building so they pay on that wow they don't pay to they don't pay as if it was $17 million which is probably what they could sell it for right they don't pay that until they sell it Right, and then those next people will have to pay that. That's interesting. So it it encourages you to stay in your neighborhood. Yeah. It encourages you to be part of the neighborhood. You know, um. So I'm the way. I here. love that. I don't know if that's even. I'm sure they're trying to repeal it or whatever. But that's kind of what free ain't free was about. Uh, one aspect of it. I try to have a couple different storylines. Yeah. In that in that one, I have two storylines. One is just free ain't like. Every time you think you're free, it's, you know, nothing's free, obviously. Right. But then there's, like, the real practical part where she buys it. She and her husband have a house. Right. It's a lovely house. Yeah. And he dies, and she still lives there, and she was fine. And then all of a sudden, they charged her a $1,000 for garbage. And she's like, where do I come up with an extra $1,000 for garbage? Right. And And she's by herself. She probably has... Five Kroger bags worth of garbage a week. Right. Maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so it's just top. It, I, you know, I try to do things like that to inspire conversation. Sometimes. It, is
0: is the am I correct in saying that the that the new record is a little more uh, topical in that way, like that mm-hmm. you're a little more direct about sort of
2: things that you see, and that you want to talk about. Hmm. I think I, again, I'm getting to that age where. Like I was saying, like I think every every show's my first, every show's my last mm. every record's my first, every record is my last. That's I don't know answer. if I feel like uh I don't know if I'm feel like making any more records, you know I might right now, I don't have any ideas to make another one, so this is I'm treating this like it's my last record, I'm just doing everything I can for it i you know I love it um you know, I trusted Aaron to make a great record and he he did you know and i i uh, nobody was allowed to go to the mix it was we recorded it and then aaron picked the songs we wrote them in his living room we put the voice memos and the words together the melodies together we cut it we had all that going finished it up you know recording wise and then he pieced it together you know and I didn't hear it till it was done and sequenced. And me and Todd Snyder and Elizabeth, we just sat down in the studio, and he had, I said, "Okay, go." We we sat there together and we listened to the whole record in sequence, and we're like, "Love it!" Wow, and that was it. And that, that's the way it is. We haven't changed one sequence. We haven't changed one mix. Yeah, everything's the way it was.
0: Well, I think I was gonna so ask it's his you. Art, that's you know? so great because I was gonna.
2: Wow, oh, so there's so much I want to explain. Because, the because song, a, a, a screenwriter doesn't get to direct a film. True. I need to do the actors.
0: True. You have to
2: trust that director.
0: But s- I feel like so rarely it happens as extremely as you just ex- described in music. right? I mean, sh- certainly there are artists who will trust a producer, but not on the level you just described. I mean, the sequencing, for example, mm-hmm. usually that's, fr- from my experience in talking with musicians typically that's a collaborative kind of process and yeah. the sequencing I was gonna ask you about because I feel like it is perfect right like the b-side begins and it's like this kind of kickoff that's kind of happier yeah. and then the whole the whole b-side is like it flows in a different way but it, it's still that cohesive I just think he knocked that out of the park he did yeah just crush that right and so I wanted uh, that was one of the things I was gonna ask you about right is right. like he, that Kicking off with Free Ain't Free makes so much sense. Yeah. Right? And if you look at all the – I wrote down the track listing because I, I was specifically thinking about the sequencing of it. Yeah. And, how, and the sweetness of – I had absolutely nothing to do with it. Ian McClagan going into Over and Over. Yeah. What a perfect choice. The nostalgia of Over and Over. Mm-hmm. This beautiful song – and I wanted to ask you about that too. Like, if if nostalgia is something that are you nostalgic by nature, and does that inspire you in
2: some way? Because that song is just like, oh. <laughs> it's a be- it's a real it's a true story. Ah, oh. when I my first time bought my own record at a Goodwill. Okay. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> uh, but then you know, then I think about you know, uh, yeah, I'm not. Sh- well, yeah, I guess we're talking about trust first. But yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it, it, you know, I um, I really want to you know, I made Aaron. I really, you know, I kind of learned this. I did this this second time I've done this because the first time I did it was with Anton Fear on a record I did called Good Country Mile. And Ant, I was like Anton is like a, a Kubrick kind of. He's very he knows more than you. Mm. He knows you better than you. Mm. He knows the song better than you. Mm. He knows the references better than me. You know, so it's like I'm like, OK, you know, um, because I would comment on things through the process. Comment on things like I don't even I can't make, even make an example, but it, I would say something. He would be like, and I'd be like, uh, well, I just you know like, okay, forget it. <laughs> so you know one of one of the things was, um. The studio is open today. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, it's my birthday." You know, he goes, "And <laughs> I'll be there in twenty minutes." <laughs> I like being direct. I, I and I, I uh, and, and I. So I liked being directed. I thought I like this. I uh, like being. Di- I like giving. But I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna invite the sex one player from some band uh, to do this. Uh, but uh, Aaron, and I know should do this i think i would uh, i would let sadler do it Mm -hmm. um he'd probably get that i would probably let patterson hood do it Mm -hmm. i would probably there's a we did ask patterson to uh, produce us once but he was busy but i thought people who have a good musical knowledge and people you can trust Mm -hmm. to do that i mean i kind of i i have the wrong i don't know what i'm doing you know i i've been in charge of Remixing and resequencing, and then it's not really. Doesn't really, you know. Look at Mystery oh, Road. I see. Mystery saying. Road starts off with a fiddle song. <laughs> what am I thinking? What? What am I thinking? It's you know, Wild Dog Moon. <laughs> Come on, let's get. Well, Honey Blue. <laughs> Come on, let's get, let's get kick this record off. <laughs> Do I think, don't listen to me. <laughs> There's a great example on this record that, um, um, what's wrong with being happy. Yeah. I hated that guitar part. Oh, Lauer's guitar, that pedal. I'm like, uh-huh. I hate that pedal.
1: Like, <laughs> I
2: was like, yeah. Now I love it. Yeah. I love it.
1: I mean, everyone loves it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah.
2: everybody did love it. Yeah. But I was just like, so ingrained in like the REM, Let's active kind of like uh uh-huh. they don't use that pedal. Uh they would use a twelve string there or something. So I'm okay. like so I'm, i was Yeah, but the the end result is great. So
0: like I, I no, get you're hooked I'm up just saying, like you're hooked on something technical I'm rather just, than I'm being like, honest. Yeah, I didn't yeah, like yeah, it, but yeah, I didn't yeah. stop myself.
2: Right, right, and right. I didn't say I like the whole record but I don't like that. Was that Laura or was that Aaron? that's Lauer doing Lauer, that? Lower said that Laura like, doing it and Aaron. Idea. it's yeah, it's Lauer's idea and probably yeah. Aaron. They love it, so yeah. I was like, "I'm I'm here to learn from the these uh, the people who are in, in late early thirties and early even earlier. I'm not here to t- to share anything with them, outside of like where to go, like where how to like always when you exit on a exit on the highway, always try to pick the gas station on your right so you can get back on the highway easier that I could teach you how to back the van into a fence and maybe jackknife a little bit so no one can steal it that I can teach you uh, you know um, bring Christmas lights always to your hotel room because you want your bathroom have a nice little Christmas light thing that so you have to light on this I can teach you sage wisdom sage wisdom what have you but learned, I learned mean, from those guys? I don't guys. Know crap about making records. But those guys. I'm not a. Th- I am not I do not make. I don't I hate being in a studio. I, it's like being going to the doctor. I just hate it. Oof. Um. That's strong. I go language. to the doctor more than I go to the studio. And really? I actually like going to the doctor. So is it the the I'm live a great doctor. Oh. oh.
0: It's a whole thing. Yeah. I talk about it too much on it the It feels so. OD? Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have a
1: whole love love love. The
2: marinade. Oh, there's something going on. Hello, 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 hello. And we're back. Hello.
0: You were talking about Arr. just like we didn't miss
2: a step yeah. We solved all well, kinds of. we were talking of, about Tom Petty. We learned. We were talking about Petty. We can move on to better questions. How was. <laughs> well, you're asking me what I was learning from these guys. I think we that's got through the that. Question.
0: I was at, and you said really sweet things about them I did. and their young taste. I case. said about Lauer, too. Yeah, you did. Um. We were talking oh what you're consuming, what are you listening to? Your uh,
2: Orville Peck. The Orville Peck is somebody I was listening to. Um actually you know what I'm listening to? I listened to this the, the to the Woodstock live today. Yeah, yeah. I never really listened to Jefferson Airplane before and oh. live they're fantastic. Oh, cool. I never really listened to, to, to uh Jack Cassidy. I don't think I ever and, really spent yeah. much time either. You should try it out. Okay. I'm trying I'm telling you. Not the the records sometimes not really translating but this uh perform their jamming is really good cool yeah what about whereas whereas i'm learning today also joe cocker kind of boring i oh, he would interesting. be more exciting yeah i would think but of joe cocker's super fun he fine. could have uh, had three songs 12 songs was too many i do like those three songs though the, th- it was <laughs> the last one it was good <laughs> it was feeling all right that was yeah, good that's a good song but he's really kind of just you know i mean i like joe cocker yeah i like the mad dogs englishman I like that era, but uh, the Woodstock performance, um, I've, I learned about a band named Quill that was a local band. Um, I'm learning a lot about the Woodstock thing today, yeah, and I'm fun. kind of embracing it because I like that everybody's talking about everybody's. It's the 50th anniversary. I'm so glad that con- their 50th anniversary concert fell through.
1: Yeah, I thought yeah. what
2: a disaster that's going to be. Yeah, I don't want to see Miley Cyrus uh, mm-hmm. as part of the fiftieth Woodstock. Mm-hmm. What's the matter with you people? Yeah, really? Yeah, you know. And what's interesting too is like Santana. That's his first trip. Like it's his first concert. Like east of the Mississippi. Yeah, and it's like right after his first record came out. Wow. Yeah, I didn't he's, know that. And he's accidentally tripping, and he's saying to himself. Stay in tune, stay in time, stay in tune, stay in time, stay in tune, stay in time.
0: He's audibly saying
2: that N- to himself in oh, the oh, interview. Oh. He's like, <laughs> he's talking to himself the whole time. Yeah, he's like, I knew my motor skills would work, but I'm saying to myself, stay in tune, stay in time, stay in tune, stay in time. <laughs> I was like, well, that's that's amazing. That is the first show in front. Of, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, he was early, so there was only like two hundred thousand people there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> So it's not that big a deal, <laughs> but uh, uh, mountain. Mountain, the band Mountain, uh-huh. uh, great band, third show ever. That's pretty wild. Third show ever. So it's Santana's like first show outside of the outside of San Francisco area. It's Mountain's third show. I've been around 35 years. I've, I've got a gold record. I've made 17 albums. I have never even been to Bonnaroo. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> really? <laughs> Get on it, Bonnaroo. I'm gonna have to start a new band and play two shows, and then I'm gonna get on Bonnaroo. Yeah, I think
0: that's probably
2: the Just change the name. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna use one of my notes, one of my song calls from my notes. Let me pick a good one here. If
0: you want to cross brand this, you could just call yourselves like the Marinators. Oh right, there you go. Something like that. I like that. that. Cool with me. Okay. Um. Yeah, you have free reign to do that.
2: Well, here's a poem I wrote. You want to hear it? Yes. Okay. Death. this is my death oh this is my I think this was my gonna be my uh, when the biological vehicle for your spirit and soul stops working and shuts off the spirit and soul continue the journey in another dimension death so so maybe uh, I could be spirit and soul will be the name of our new spirit and soul spirit and soul or death. Headline in Bonnaroo. Well, not <laughs> headline. We're opening for the Foo Fighters. Third show ever. Spirit and Soul.
0: <laughs> Spirit and Soul, uh, warming you up for Skrillex.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we're the Imagine Dragons. We're on the side stage. Spirit and Soul. What about Javi Crime? Nah. They're not proven. No, that's not what we're looking, not we're looking for. They're not proven. We're looking for those kids. Spirit and Soul. Those kids. Those. <laughs> Trying to cry, kids. They're just. Oh. What are you gonna do with those guys? <laughs> ah, God them on bless that You know what? 11:30 you know? slot. I got two words for you. They're trying. <laughs> <laughs> trying and trying, trying and crying. Trying and crying.
0: Cool <laughs> oh, man. Are you gonna play the first Spirit and Soul song ever tonight? Maybe. I'm going to write
2: it right now. <laughs> It's called. It's called. Welcome to the shit show. Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. What was that one called? I sold my wedding gifts. All right. The are on me. All right. I sold all my wedding gifts. The drinks are on me. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's a good one. A good fuck you is always just a few seconds away. No, that is pretty good. That's one of my thoughts. My yeah. daily thoughts. Like don't mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I'm always, oh here you go. Okay, here's here's my final thought. Are we ready? Yes. And then we are we, are we good? Did yeah. We I think that's questions. It's, yeah. No, this we is, could talk another time too. This is great. This is so uh, give me more than I could ask. Here's for. something that I was thinking the other day that I wanted to write. on uh, Maybe. On my, I was going to maybe write this on the back of the record, uh-huh. but I, I talked myself out of it. And then I was going to maybe put it in a, on, our, on our website, and I talked myself out of that as well. Okay. So now we'll immortalize it here. Dear premillennial generation, why bother? We invented everything before we were born. Kevin would like to apologize on behalf of driving and crying. For having a minor MTV hit in the early 90s. Thank you. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. That was I okay. Could have asked for. That was so much fun. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. <laughs>
1: that I saw you You were carrying your gear in the rain Down the alley of your dog After playing all day with your friends The first time that I heard you It was a fences, ooh la la I bought it at the one-hand pantry I played it all night long Come on!
0: kevin kenny y'all what an honor thank you so much kevin I expected this to be a good episode, but damn, that was fun. Thank you all so much for listening. You can find all things Driving and Crying at drivingandcrying.com. Check out their record, Live the Love Beautiful. Uh, It's outstanding, and you definitely won't be disappointed. Follow The Marinade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for updates on the show. Tell a friend or two about us. Subscribe and rate us on your podcast app. These are all free, painless ways to really help the show. I just appreciate you listening, but if you can do any of one of those little things, it makes a big difference. And if you really, really like what we're doing, please consider joining our Patreon community. For just a few dollars a month, you can get exclusive content, Like our Patreon exclusive show, Jason's Journey, where I talk about the moments that have shaped my creative life. Uh, Also, check out all the content on marinadepodcast.com, including uh, written pieces, uh, my own concert photography, as well as some of my collaborators like the great Jen Ross of Jen Ross Photography. And then our website exclusive episodes. All right, y'all. It's time for what I'm getting down on this segment where I talk about the art that I'm fired up about at the moment. And there are a handful of things that are really exciting me. I've been trying to write this review, but I feel like I can't do it justice, a review of Will Johnson's new record. It's my favorite thing anyone has released in a long time. It's called Wire Mountain, and uh, the album may be my favorite thing he's done, and that's saying a lot because I'm a huge Will Johnson fan. Um, Never had a chance to see him play and never had a chance to meet him. But one of these days, I really hope that those two things happen. Uh, In the meantime, he's creating great art uh, repeatedly. And I'm so thankful for this record. I can't stop listening to it. I'm telling you, it's just overwhelming. Um, Goliath is back on Amazon for season three. Billy Bob Thornton, uh, so great. Uh, I love this show. I talked about it. A uh, long time ago, back when Seasons 1 and 2 were on, um, this season is kind of trippy, and it, it's bordering almost on campy, and I am here for it, buddy. I mean, it's so good. I'm reading Ray Bradbury's Dandelion Wine. Um, he, it, Bradbury's one of my favorites, but his ruminations on growing up in the Midwest uh, are something that my great friend Peter Haroldson uh, recommended to me a long time ago, and I just kept putting it off for whatever reason. Um, it's, it's, I think, really more written for, like, a adolescent or high school age kind of kid, but it, it translates to adulthood for sure. It's such a great book, and it's so fantastically written, as Bradbury is known to do. Y'all, I love you. I appreciate you, every one of you. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, go out and create something. Cheers, y'all.